you have your Bibles, I'd invite you to turn to the book of Ephesians. We're going to continue in that. Now, last Wednesday, I, I'm one of the growth group kids leaders, and I was teaching the kids, and they, the older ones, the ones that you just saw sing, I believe nine of the 13 were, were there, and I'm going to give them a little kudos right now because I told them that uh, you guys are not going to be able to escape and go to children's church like you normally would, and of course the crying began. But, and I said, don't worry, the message is going to be tailored, not driven directly at them, but tailored a little bit for them. And they're smarter than they look, all right? They know that I'm just kidding. Easy, easy. Ever, ever it's giving me the stink eye right now. What's the deal? <laughs> they said, oh, I bet it's going to be about children obey your parents. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because before, before this, uh, our series in Ephesians began, I counted off the weeks, and uh, family day was going to end up on Ephesians chapter 6. But things happened, and it wasn't able to be that way. We had to divert a little bit, or I should change. I diverted a little bit. So we're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump ahead from where we were in Ephesians 4 to Ephesians 6, and we're going to look at it this way. It's the Lord's Word to your family. It's not just to the kids, although it is. It's to the parents, it's to the grandparents, it's to anyone who has a family. It's to your family. Would you stand with me out of respect to, the, to God's Word and follow along as I read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. If you need a Bible, can, the passage can be found on page 979 of the blue Bibles in front of you. This is the Word of the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, that you may live in long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. May God bless the reading of His Word. May we apply it, not just hear it, but apply it to our lives, our everyday lives. Please be seated. Well, this morning, we'll have two different groups. Again, I gave it away earlier. There are going to be two different groups that are going to be addressed. But hear me, this doesn't mean that you can turn off what the other, what the other group is being taught. It's all relevant. It's all relevant. And the Word of God needs to be obeyed from the child to the aged one. Well, many times, boys and girls, I'm going to go at you first. Many times people use verses in the Bible to get people to do what they want to do. 
It's just that way. Uh, they like to have control, just like the verse I just read. Children, obey your parents. Now, I'm going to do the, should I be shaking my fist at you or my, my finger? Children, obey your parents. Other verses in chapter 5, which we haven't got to yet. Wives, submit to your own husbands. Should I shake my finger too? Or if I were just to read that one verse or those two verses without the surrounding verses to control them, to give it the context, we could read, lead people to being, I'm angry. I don't, I'm not doing that. That's for back then, not now. Well, I'm saying this because the verse that controls those two verses that I just read and many more, but the one that we're going to talk about today is found in Ephesians 5.21, and it's on the screen right there. Submitting to one another, that means everyone submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ for Christ. To relinquish your rights means that you give up your rights to another person, and that can be scary. But we're called to do that. And who's that person that we have to give our rights up to? Ultimately, it's the last word of that verse, to Christ, to Christ. So when the Bible tells you, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right, you need to understand that this isn't just given to you so you obey your parents. It's not only because you respect your parents, not only because you love your parents, not only because you're thankful for your parents, which are great reasons to obey. They are but especially for the reason that it's on the screen there. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. This is right. I have so much respect for the Word of God and what it teaches, and I have belief I'm counting, I'm banking my life on it. It's right simply because the Bible says it's right. So when you're obeying your parents, you're obeying and pleasing the Lord. You're pleasing the Lord Jesus. But the opposite, hear me, the opposite is also true. When you're disobeying your parents, you're disobeying and displeasing Jesus. Wow. Have you ever thought about that? Now, I know I'm not going to, you're not going to learn anything new right now, but I'm going to try to underst get, understand me. I'm going to talk about your parents for just a second. Now, your parents, one thing we know for sure, they're definitely older than you, right? Yeah. They have more experience. They've lived more life than you. They know more. And I made sure I put this in italics, so I put this very bold. They're usually wiser usually. And kids, under normal conditions until the time that you find a husband or a wife or till you move out of the house and are going to be on your own, they love you more than anyone else. 
they love you more. And even after this happens, after you move out, before and until they die, they will continue to love you very much. And that's a reason to obey them, but yet not enough. It's for the Lord. We need to obey your parents because it is right. All right, so now we're moving to a different verse, and I have to ask you a question. How many of you ever heard of the Ten Commandments? Raise your hand if you've heard of the Ten Commandments. All right, good, good. Glad some of my older folks in the back, they're still awake, and they raise their hands. That's, that's good. All right, a fancy word for the Ten Commandments. Now, listen, you're going to be tested on this afterwards, so you can able, you're able to eat. So you better get the right answer. Uh, Julian, I'm looking at you, dude. The right, the correct answer, what, another way, the Ten Commandments are named. They're called the Decalogue, all right, the Decalogue. And you've heard, many of you have heard it, many of you have even memorized the Ten Commandments. Why? Because they declare the holiness of God. They declare how great He is, who He is, how we should honor Him. But it also tells us how we need to treat our fellow man, the people who are next to us, the people in our family, the people on our streets. You know what? And when we understand what the Ten Commandments show us, we know we fall short. That's called the law. And the law, under the law, we are all found wanting, which means we can't measure up to it. And because we have not measured up to that law, and because we, let's face it, I've done this before, I've disobeyed it on purpose because I wanted my own way, and because of that disobedience, each one of us need a Savior. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to earth to save us. He lived before, before God and man perfectly. He, was, he laid down His life. He died on a cross, paid the penalty for all, all of our sins, and He rose again by faith. And because of that, you can trust Him, you trust Him, and He'll give you eternal life. And we can be made back, made right before God. That's the gospel. That's why we need to do these things, because we owe Christ our everything. Well, back to the Ten Commandments. The fifth and the one that our passage is speaking about today is put front and center. Paul put it right up here for everybody to see, and he gave you... I'm pointing to the kids right now, and I'm pointing to the parents as well. He gave you a commandment that we need to follow. But he also gives us a good reason to obey it. I mean, okay, we know we do, but we have a great reason. Look at verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. So if you're like me, well, what's the promise? You're promising me this. What's the promise? That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Well, first of all, what does it mean to honor your parents? What does it mean? 
Hear me. It means more than just obey. It means more than just obey, especially if obedience is always only on the outside because we can obey. When, we say, when they say, sit down, young man, and you sit down and you go, man, I'm standing up, in the, up I'm on the inside. No, that's not honoring. Honoring is an inner attitude. One man that I read, which helped me prepare for this today, he said, to honor is much more than just doing what is said. It is much more than selfish obedience or reluctant obedience or obedience under terror. That means you obey or you're going to get a spanking. You obey or you're going to have your video games taken away. You obey or you're going to, I don't know, what else? These kinds of reasons are all ruled out by this. Honor means to love. It means to think highly of, to show a spirit of respect and consideration. And this never goes away. Adults, if you still have parents, if you're still blessed to have parents, that means that you need to take care of them. That means you need to honor them. Not only just pay for their, their needs, but to love them, to honor and respect them. And what's that verse say, boys and girls? It doesn't just say, only honor your daddy. It doesn't only just say, honor your mommy. It's both. It's both. And listen, boys and girls, ladies and men, this can only happen if we have the Spirit of God controlling us inside. God needs to be controlling your thoughts, which then control how you act on the outside. Well, what about the promise? Well, it's a universal truth that if you, get, if you live a godly life, you will live a disciplined life and will keep, that will keep you from the evils of the world and the consequences that come with them. The last thought before we move on to verse 4, and I talk to your parents for a while. A disobedient child may live on and on and on. A disobedient child might live to be a hundred years old. But as long as he or she continues in their wickedness and disobedience, it will not be well with them. Why? Because you won't have peace. And you won't have peace in the world to come either. Well, kids, you've heard your instructions. You know, if Christian children are exhorted to obey their parents in the Lord, there's also specifically instructions to the fathers. You know, generally to all parents, but because the Word of God, listen to me, men. The Word of God places the responsibility of the family upon and squarely on your shoulders. It's on you. And they're addressed. Well, adults, the focus is now turning towards you, but kids, again, you know you're going to be as old as your daddy before long. You're going to be as old as your mommy. You're going to go, where did this time go? So listen, because this is what your daddy has responsibility to do, and your parents. 
Each group has a responsibility for the well-being of each other. That's the parents and the children. And the truth cannot be not denied. If children are left to themselves, they will be rebels. It's a fact. You go to any nursery, any preschool, they will be rebels. And it's necessary for parents, it's necessary for you to train your kids. Throughout the Scriptures, there are examples of neglect. In the Old Testament, Isaac preferred Esau while his wife Rebekah favored Jacob. That was bad parenting. They took sides. Jacob, in turn, favored Joseph over the other brothers. God worked it for good, but yet it was a terrible time. Eli, Eli didn't discipline his sons. And because of that, Eli's family name and his ministry was taken away from him, and the nation of Israel lost in battle. Many were killed because of what he neglected to do. David coddled Absalom. And he also set a terrible example in the home, and the results were tragic. Men, there are several responsibilities laid out for a Christ-following follower, follower and father, excuse me. The first, fathers do not provoke your children to anger. Let it sink. Let it sink. You know, in Paul's day, when he wrote to this the church in Ephesus, they were a Roman colony. And in the Roman household, a father had supreme authority, and I mean supreme authority over his family. If a baby was born in the Roman household, that baby would be placed in front of the father. And if the father decided not to pick this child up, the child would either be sold, disposed of, let out in, in the elements, and it would die. It meant rejection. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? It's hard to imagine that someone could, would be able to do that. But I know that there's no doubt the Father's love would most often overcome such hideous acts. But the practices, what I'm saying, they're legal in that time. And this is who Paul is talking with. Well, what are some of the ways a child can be provoked? Daddies, we need to listen to this. And mommies, you need to, too. How can we provoke a child? I'm going to give you a list, helpful list taken from William Hendrickson. There are five. And there, there, there are more ways, there are less ways, but these are the ways that I can see us today. First, Overprotection. Overprotection. Sometimes fathers and mothers are fearful that harm might come to little Johnny or little Sally. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't let them go. We can't let them go do what they need to do. They can't let them go play. We can't let them do things. 
They fence them in. They don't allow them to spread their wings. Now, there are biblical restraints and natural common restraints. You don't let your kid go out and play at rush hour and rose the highway. That's not right. But don't be the helicopter mom or the helicopter daddy. For them to be able to be allowed to spread their wings, you know what? That little chick has to leave the nest. It can be an irritant. Don't smother. Second, showing favoritism. Many times this happens. I mentioned this earlier. Isaac and Rebecca favored one child above the other. Do you know what happened? Rebecca, when her beloved son left, she never saw him again. Never. Jacob, he favored Joseph. It didn't work out well. I know it's hard sometimes to love your kids equally. But with God's help, you can do so. Third, discouragement. You might say, <laughs> you'll never amount to anything. But dad, dad, I'm going to study. I'm going to do really well in school this year. I'm going to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You need to change that, son. But you're going to be a teacher. I want to be a mechanic. I want to be a homemaker. And it can be said... You might as well forget about that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You don't have the ability anyway. Fourth, neglect. Speaking of Absalom and David, when Absalom twisted off, was it only his fault? David didn't talk to him. He didn't discipline him. He didn't discipline his own family, which drove Absalom to take care of business himself. And it cost David his family. Fifth, physical and verbal abuse. Here, who a father is much bigger, much stronger, more adept with their words, are able to throw their weight around, either destroying their spirits because you drive them down to where they only feel this high, or inflicting such a severe punishment that it, only, that it lingers longer than a day, an hour, a week. It lasts a lifetime. Daddies, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Fathers cannot provoke their children to anger. That's the negative action. But he finishes up with positive examples, and I say thank you. But bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Discipline is the act of providing guidance for responsible living. It means many things, but it also it means mostly be there. Be involved. This discipline, it often means 
chastening. Don't ignore bad behavior. Don't ignore it. They're not going to get any better. And chastening, when it, it's administered, it can be unpleasant. It's not easy. But it's appreciated afterwards and produces something that is excellent. Hebrews 12 tells us that God does this to those He loves. I quote, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by Him. For the Lord disciplines the ones He loves and chastises every son He receives. You wonder why you might lose a job. It might not be because you've sinned, but because the Lord is trying to get your attention. The Lord might allow that sickness to happen or even cause that sickness to happen, so you turn to Him. The chastening of the Lord. Well, instruction refers what is being said to a kid, to a child. And it's how you live your life before that child. You can't play church on Sunday and tell your child, yes, we're going to go to church, we're going to live the way God lives, and then turn it off. They're smart enough to know. It's how you live your life before your children. It's not the job of the Sunday school teacher. It's not the job of the VBS leader. It's not the job of the youth pastor to train your son or your daughter in the ways of the Lord. They are a helpful supplement. That's the best word that I could come up with. They're a supplement. It is on you. You've been given the responsibility. You've been given the honor to nurture your offspring. Don't waste the opportunity. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. Live out your life. Your kids are listening and watching. These are the words to your family. Kids, what does God expect from you? Obey your parents and honor your father and mother. For it is what? Right. Fathers, don't provoke, but with God's help, raise your kids the best that you can. Be a part of their life. Be in there. Teach them. Be with them. Live with them. Care for your family as our Father cares for you. And we do all of these things because it is the Lord's Word to you, and it is right.